Goodwin, Ryan Curl, and Jenna Robinson. This is the MMA Unshow. Welcome to the MMA Unshow episode 17. Jorginho Rogo, dude, right off the bat, just saying everything wrong. Jorginho Rosenstrike taking on Brazilian Phenom. Is he a Phenom? That's probably fair. He's pretty young, right? Yeah. Augusto Sakai. Um, that's fun. The whole card's pretty sweet. Um, what happened? We had a week off. off. We did have a week off. We had a week off. I was in Arizona walking into pools with my phone in my pocket. That sounds like a lot of fun, by the way. All in all, it was pretty fun. That was definitely the low light yeah. of my experience, but all in all, pretty good. Um, we didn't have UFC last week. We did have some boxing, maybe? You know, honestly, I just took I the didn't, know, we had I didn't watch any, any combat yeah. sports. I watched yeah, a lot of NBA. Any, I didn't watch any box. Yeah, it was literally cool. just like basketball. I watched my Phoenix Suns emotionally conflict the shit out of me. Let's go. Oh, How's that City lose a Champions League final? 3-2. Cool. Oh, my God, Ryan. We, <laughs> yeah, cool. I had actually forgotten. No, I, I haven't. That was it tough. It me. I'm sorry, buddy. That was rough. It was really rough. We could do a whole show on it, but we won't. Uh, a few right. interesting things to be paying attention to that have come up in the news uh, in the last week or so. Uh, first up, Tyron Woodley is going to fight Jake Paul. On August 28th, um, he seems sort of excited about it. He doesn't really seem like he's doing it begrudgingly. Like, he seems like, I'm going to make a lot of money here, which is probably true. Yeah, that's the first thing that hit me. I was like, this is for cash. Tyron about to get that check, baby. Yeah. So, okay. I'm cool with that. Um, it is interesting that to me, probably the, the main thing that's standing out so far is the line is peculiar. <laughs> Uh, Woodley currently coming in at a plus 130 underdog. Jake Paul uh, at minus 150. The favorito, Jake Paul. Dog, if Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley, we got to cancel Black History Month. Like, it's just dead. <laughs> like, no. like, bro, that shit's dead. I would what agree. do we change it to? I don't know, nigga. I don't YouTube care. History Month? I don't care. Nothing, bro. White people just get to take it and talk yeah. about, like, gardening and, like, Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's just gone forever, dude. Uh, yeah, so that's going to happen. Um, I really don't know what to expect. I assume Tyron Woodley will walk him down and knock him out, but who knows, man. I don't want to even guess. I agree with that, but kind of different. I think Tyron Woodley will back up to the ropes and knock him out. Since that, that could work. Since that appears to be his favorite thing to do in the octagon. Yeah. But uh, I do not want to live in the timeline where Tyron Woodley loses this fight. And gets iced. I don't tough. think he can lose this I fight. don't think so either. But... Lord Jesus in heaven, I really, really don't want to have to live in that yeah. world. It just sucks all of the energy out of my body, thinking about it. It's no, 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 dude, dude. I hear me out though. Okay. What if? And and I'm not. I'm saying, like you know, in like fucking uh, Doctor Strange is like this is that one, and like fucking what is it, Endgame or whatever the fuck it. What, Tough anecdote. Whatever. <laughs> what what if fucking about. Logan Paul ices fucking Floyd on Sunday? Oh, like, I forgot that was happening. That would be incredible. We didn't even have that in our news. That we would actually the be, other Paul over that one. Right. That would actually be impressive. It would still, I don't want to live in that timeline ever for any reason. But he said it's going to happen. Well, I'll give a and shit. he and he said he's going to retire as the greatest boxer of all time. Well, I mean, he beats an actual if, quote. If he beats Floyd, 
he's close. I would still say at this point he has to beat Canelo afterwards. <laughs> or just one other person. But if he beat, anyone, if he does indeed beat Floyd, I mean, it's going to be hard to not put Logan Paul in the GOAT conversation. Dog, that giant fucking <laughs> jar of Hellman's. He's really, he's really, really way bigger. Uh, and I guess with that, you have to be like, oh, you never know. But, I mean, it's... Well, listen, bigger guy can always land a hard shot and hurt you, right? Yeah. Puncher's chance definitely exists. It's a real thing. But uh, I would argue that a much bigger fighter uh, than Floyd, who is a much better fighter than Floyd, hit Floyd with an amazing uppercut. Yeah. And did knock him out. And his name is Conor McGregor. Yeah. So... And it really all, didn't really even do anything to him, to be no. perfectly honest. Nope. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Connor hits harder than Logan, obviously. For so sure. free. Okay, decision made. Um, take out a, a double mortgage on your home. Can you even bet on Logan Paul? Yes, you can, dude. He's like, dude, dude. You know what's crazy? On like most sports books, he's closing as a lesser underdog than Connor was. <laughs> He's at like plus six fifty on that shit. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yes, yeah, bro. Connor was at like plus nine fifty at the same point. It, it closed way closer though. I remember a ton of money came in on Connor super late. Super late. Such is the power <laughs> of YouTube, dog. You can be a YouTuber instead of a professional fighter. Shannon Briggs said, and people he was think white and he had chance. legs, and that's why he was a great boxer. So if we're taking, you know, those two. Uh, Attributes into account, he might sleep fully, dog. Well, listen, if Shannon Briggs Let's says go, it, champ. it's the truth, thank you. Let's go, champ. <laughs> but you have to watch Shannon Briggs. Is like uh, he's highly media. amusing. He just says champ Dude, all the time. He's highly it's amusing. My, some of my favorite YouTube videos are just like the compilations of this motherfucker terrorizing Vladimir Klitschko. Bro, I just wish he had taken like his career more serious when he was in his prime because he was so scary on his comeback, bro. Jesus, bro. In 1994 when he was in his prime? Yeah, he would have been icing motherfuckers. No doubt. <clears throat> How uh, strict was the test? <laughs> strict enough. That's a good question. You know, Shannon been popping lately for steroids. <laughs> we also had uh, a Paul Felder retirement which we wanted to specifically mention in the show because we are a fan of Paul Felder as a show, as a, as a collective. Um, Hell yeah. Did a nice little tribute to his career. Paul, what's your favorite, share, share your favorite Paul memory. My favorite Paul memory, man. I got to pull up his uh, sure dog. I wanna, we'll just, let's just do it. We'll just go through the, the resume real quick. Probably when Paul Felder is like in the corner in between rounds and he's just like, Super bloody and just hype as fuck, ready to come out for the next round. Dude, Mine's he's like so like game. Twitter interaction where he like told that dude he wouldn't say it to his face, and that dude was like, "You're right, that's why I said it on here." That, I was like, "Fair enough." That is amazing, <laughs> and it ties perfectly into what we were talking about before the show. Oh, I love it. His win over Charles Oliveira was pretty sweet, yeah. and in hindsight, it's a it's it looks very incredible. Win. Mauled him, TKO'd him. Forgot about Charles that Quinn. fight. Also Stevie Ray over, fight was fun too. Also holds a win at a banger over Edson Barboza. I didn't, yeah. agree, I didn't agree with the decision, but it was a fantastic fight. Yep. Knocked out Danny Castillo. That was crazy. That was way back in 2015 UFC 182 Jones v. Cormier. Wow. Jesus Christ, dog. Dude, he knocked out Kama Worthy in 2012. What was Kama Worthy doing between 2012 and this year? <laughs> Was he 15 when he took the this fight? <laughs> Recovering from fighting Paul Felder, apparently. 2012. He's 34. Oh, okay. He's kind of old. Okay. That makes sense. Um, at any rate, shout out Paul Felder. 
happy retirement. Seems like you got your career lined up. Yeah, he's a great commentator. He's very good. I'm a big fan. Um, last but not least, we have what was announced on Instagram, I think, in the last couple of days. Mm. Gamebred Fighting Championship 1, brought to you by Jorge Masvidal. Uh, and the we've got a headliner. It's Jason Knight, who's going to be fighting Charles Bennett on June 18th in Biloxi, Mississippi, doing bare-knuckle MMA. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how fucking in are you for this fight? 10. Oh, yeah. The only way... <laughs> you hate you're, you're crazy, bro. The only way this fight could be better is if it were in, like, Daytona or Tallahassee or something, Ooh. and they were fighting for a belt that said Florida Man on it. <laughs> That's the only way I'd be more in. It would fit. I'm going to, like, forget this is on, dude. And no, there's no this. way. Oh, there's absolutely no way I'm watching. What is June 18th? Is it Saturday? No. I don't know. It's a Friday. Is it? June 18th. Even better. Uh, is it a Friday? I'm pretty sure it's a Friday. Because I'm with it. You are correct, sir. It's a Friday. Nice. Watch that for my dad's birthday. Can't it's wait. Like, no clue how you stream it. No clue if it's even online. I assume it will be, but it's Jorge Masvidal, so who knows? Backyard, yeah, exactly. It's going to be streamed live on Facebook coming from someone's phone. Exactly. You just follow Jorge <laughs> on Facebook and get the And bike. he streams it with his phone that he's holding with his hands. Just like when Habib was ringside streaming next to Dana White, bro. It was incredible. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, no L of the week. We have an L-free bye week. Yeah. So, uh... Whack. Most people lived a pretty good life. They were super necessary. People lived a pretty good life this week. They did. No fights. No fights made it, so there's no L's. Diego Sanchez maybe had the dub of the week as he uh, has relinquished himself. (laughs) His relationship ended. Feels so (laughs) As he broke up with Joshua Fabia in a very public way and in a very ugly breakup. Oh, man. It, It makes me so happy. I'm so happy for Diego. Proud of him. Me too, man. Good job, dude. Now you can do him and Cowboy at 170 again and loser. Well, both of them get the fuck out. <laughs> Ryan just not, wants not to just cut loser. everyone. <laughs> Ryan out. wants to get the UFC down to where there's only like four guys that just exactly. fight each other. Ryan I don't need like 500 fucking fighters in the goddamn roster. Ryan misses fucking 2,000 UFC where you fucking go two and one and get cut. Yeah. And there was a fight card once every four months. Good times. Good times. Less is more. Good thing we got all these fighters. Uh, we're going to recap Font Garbrandt. Just get rid of the old expensive ones. <laughs> they get enough. their ass whooped. Uh, okay, they do get their yeah. ass whooped. Uh, re- recapping the main card from Font Garbrandt, which was a really good card. A uh, little decision heavy, but still generally enjoyable, I would say. Uh, first on the main card, Jack Hermanson defe- defeating uh, Edmund Shabazian, nearly stopping after Edmund had a pretty good first round. Um, touch him. Jack just went to work. He did what he does. He's ferocious, ground and pound, and almost get the stoppage. Didn't quite get it. Got a pretty easy decision. Um, Jetta, any strong feelings about either of these fighters' performances? You know, honestly, no. Uh, the fight pretty much went the way I would expect it to. Saw some success from Edmund standing up, and then Jack got him to the ground and did what he does best, which is yep. what we all expected here at the show. Um, I guess I would say the best thing about the fight to me was Jack Manson growing his hair out long and being curly. Uh, and saying he wants to join the family with uh, Chase Hooper and Ben Askren. That was pretty funny. Adorable. I laughed really hard at that. Jack Manson is uh, family-friendly fun. 
Which is wild because he looks like a fucking James Bond villain. Dude, his eyes are crazy looking. And he also beats the shit out of people. He sure does. When they're on the ground. He oh, should oh. be in action movies. He'd be excellent. Yeah, he would. Just be, just be like, hey, this is your lines. Just read them exactly how you would read them. James Bond villain is actually like the perfect pull. Right? That's, right. that's incredible. Mm. I don't know about full on villain. I don't know if he's got that. He's for sure. Yeah, if he's got dude, the chops. He's the lead henchman for sure. Yeah. Like, sure. Like, uh, like Ruby Rose's character in John Wick. Yeah. There you go. I'm into it. Uh, next up, we had Ricardo Hamos winning via decision over Bill Algeo. I don't even really remember what happened in this fight. It was kind of back and forth. It was all right. I was expecting a little bit more action, but it was a solid performance from Hamos. It was It was mostly on the feet, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I can't remember. Just kind of out kickboxed him. Why am I just like I have a complete black spot on this fight? I don't know why. Because it wasn't Great. really... I mean, it was a solid fight. It was solid exchanges back and forth, but like, it was weird the way he was getting Algeo. It was almost like it was almost entirely timing. Like he just mm. kind of kept keeping him off balance, and there was never really a super definitive moment where he like hit him and hurt him. Or, and Bill wasn't like going away; they were right. still trading pretty frequently. But it was neither fighter had like a really defining moment in the fight for me. Yeah, it was kind of just almost getting ahead and staying. Ahead. Yeah, so. Probably not a lot of uh, giant leaps for either fighter one way or the other. No. Kind of went how we thought it would go. We did suggest that as one of our bets, I believe. So, yeah, I believe we picked Thomas. There you go. Uh, next, oh, we had yeah. Norma Dumont defeating Felicia Spencer. This one was one that we got wrong. Ryan, how would you feel about your girl, Norma? I told you, dog, I picked her because she was fine. Well, you know, it was <laughs> I didn't lie. She is indeed fine. Thank you, shit. But... Uh, Dude, her hands look really fucking good. She did look good and like yeah. super aggressive. She looks like she's built to be at 145. Yeah. So I don't necessarily love the idea of her going down to 35, but I guess at 45 you can fight like two girls. Now see, That's it. Like, in that fight, the timing actually did make a difference because there were several times where Norma hit her where she like shocked Felicia and pushed yeah. her backwards. And it changed the tempo of the fight in a pretty serious way. Like you saw her give at certain points. Mm-hmm. So Which you really... Never seen. No. Like, how hard does Norma hit? Obviously, pretty. She hard. looked like she hurt her worse than either Cyborg or Amanda did. She had her moving backwards at the very least. The new had her tentative. coming. <laughs> what Norma if? season, dog. What if? Oh, I'm here. Norma Dumont's fan account, bro. boy. I'm here. Lose my goddamn mind. It's Norma season. So Norma says she's going back to 135. Do we believe her? Do we think maybe she sees yeah, that she, the line at 145 is? extremely short well she said like she's not ready to fight amanda now yeah i think so she I goes think, back down yeah that's true for development because that's the only way because they would probably try to toss her in there huh? yeah, yeah. that's the only way she can work herself up who else does she fight at 145 yeah i don't know bring back megan yeah exactly megan anderson yeah. r.i.p megan she was just on vacation actually she put up some photos like in Mexico <laughs> or something yeah, she said, I'm about to post all of the pictures. That's what she said. She hey, said, she, you gonna see this ass. She gotta do what she gotta do, bro. I feel it. Jared Vandera <laughs> defeated uh, Justin Toffa in a really, really fun fight. I don't know if it won fight. Probably didn't win fight of the night. I assume the main event probably got that. Um, but it was just, it was a banger. Really um, impressive, honestly. Yeah, yeah I thought both guys looked pretty good. Yeah. She was disgusting, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vandera nearly getting stopped due to cuts. Toffa looked super good early. Then Vandera just had the gas, bro. And not that Toffa went away, but... Well, and the, like, 
the combinations, yeah. shot selection. I mean, he just looked like a real savvy fighter. He mm-hmm. didn't look like a guy who's like, I'm going to throw one hard shot and try to finish you. Mm-hmm. Like He looked like a guy who was in there picking his shots and trying to methodically break down his opponent. It was, it was impressive, man. Yeah, I was really impressed. And, and not unimpressed with Toffee either. I thought that he... I don't know, man. He That was another one where Reach played a big difference because he was using combinations at range so well. Toffa had a hard time entering at yeah. times. And Toffa does have good timing and good hands, but just not enough to get that one. Yeah, it was a solid outing for him, but he, I would say he got outstruck pretty handily. Mm-hmm. That cut was bad, though. It was gross. It was super gross. I thought his face was going to fall off. Yeah, it was looked like somebody was just like unzipping the side of his head. Straight up. And it got progressively worse as the fight went. Yuck. Carl Esparza defeating Yan Nan. We were super wrong about this one, too. Uh, round two, TKO. Extremely dominant ground and pound performance. Uh, Yan just looked like she didn't know exactly what to do when she got in those positions, which is no. tough. Um, you want to see more from a title contender um, who had been tested previously, but not like that, apparently. Um, so Carla's sitting kind of pretty now. Name's definitely in the hat. I'm Ryan's nodding pretty hard. Nah, I'm with it. They're talking about title shot, uh, which I like a lot since yeah. uh, the inaugural strawweight title was her and um, Rose. So I like that fight a lot. And it's fun. From like a fan standpoint, it was really fun to see Carla like smash somebody. Yeah. Big smash energy is what I felt from that fight. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like watching Tatiana Suarez. And Tatiana Suarez kind of, you know put it on her when they fought and so mm-hmm. it was good to see carla like establish that dominant position keep that control with the great wrestling she has and then like she just cocked that huge elbow it was like first round or second round just bow yeah. just cut her up i think it was the first round and i was like oh let's go dude and then from there she was just so aggressive when she smelled blood it was incredible yeah it was, was you don't see that kind of uh ultra aggressive grappling in that division very much period so it was nice to see at least not the ground and pound man right exactly and that's that's what i love if somebody's going to be a ground and pound fighter i want to see them actively try to stop people person yeah which i hadn't seen from carla before but in that fight it was it was evident it was impressive hope to see more of it and it was odd to see jan like press forward so hard in the second round after getting taken down i think that's just what she does immediately though in the first round like, the first thing she threw, Carla ducked under and took her down. Yeah. And she was on the ground for four minutes and 55 seconds. It's rough. And so I wouldn't have expected her to just come mm-hmm. right out and do the same thing in round two. It was yeah. bizarre. She really just didn't get anything going the whole time. It's yeah. hard to say exactly what she's got next. I don't think she'll drop super far. No, she won't, because Carla's on a huge win streak, and yeah. she's a former champion. So it doesn't hurt her stock too much, but no. it does show that there's levels to wrestling. And yeah. Maybe Carla's winner of Dern and... Uh, who they match turn up with? I saw it. Oh, uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, she is booked though. Yeah. Winner of that could be fun for Jan. Yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah. I like that too. Like it. Main event. Yeah. Rob Font unanimous decision victory over Cody Garbrandt. I believe it was fifty forty five for two, and then forty nine forty seven for one. Yeah, I think one of the refs gave some for Cody, but I think the one that gave Cody around also gave. Rob a 10-8, maybe. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. It doesn't matter. So even like a 49. 49-47. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It was a super dominant performance yeah. by Rob. Fantastic performance from Rob Font. Um, 
he just wouldn't play Cody's game. Like Cody was so, so desperate for Rob to plant his feet at the same time that Cody's feet were planted and, and Rob just didn't do it for five rounds and not one time he would jab him and then wait till he'd move and then he'd throw a combination and then he'd jab him and then he'd wait till he'd move and he'd throw a combination. I mean, really the only major things Cody had working for him were the wrestling surprisingly. Uh, but even that he wasn't really able to retain position and he did okay work on the feet, but it, I mean, it was mostly just countering and most of the time when Rob Font was moving away from him. So I thought that was what I thought was going to happen in that fight. Um, I've been a high on Rob Font for a while. Um, he also just looked massive. Um, I don't know, Ryan, what do you, what do you see as next for Rob? I mean, he's, he's close. See, that's where it's really weird because you still have to do the Aljo Yan rematch. Yeah. Right. So say that you do that in September then there's the Corey TJ fight where I think that's like truly the number one. It has to be. Fight. So I mean, I, Rob would be. He would have to sit out. Like it, if his plan Man, is to he's sit in a out, tough spot. Yeah, if he if his plan is to sit out, then like he's looking at you know half a year to yeah. or probably about a year till he gets his title shot. And part of it probably depends on how this stuff goes down. Yeah. Because if Corey and TJ is a war and the winner of that has to be out for a while, then Rob's in great shape. Yeah. Then Rob gets that shot for sure. Yeah, just so he should at least wait till then because he's he's three right now for sure. I mean, so Aljo and Peter's getting run back. Yeah, Peter's getting his belt back. I feel like no one here seems probable. They could also make Rob Font fight Aljo if Aljo loses. Uh, And then the winner of Cody and TJ is definitely getting the title shot next because Cody's number one contender and TJ is TJ, and so. After that, he looks like he's in good shape, or like you said, maybe fight Aljo after yeah. uh, Peter recaptures his belt because that is what is going to happen. Um, he's probably one win away from a title shot, unfortunately. Would you be interested in him fighting the winner of Pedro and Aldo? Yeah, I'm down for that. I don't know, man. Because I mean, whoever's going to win, he's that fighting game. down again. I don't want him to. It's fight like down. three in a row. But that's a good fight, though. It's a good fight. It'd be fun to see. But I, I, if I'm Rob Font, I'm 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 trying to get the loser of Aljo, either the loser of the title fight or the loser of TJ Corey at worst. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going any further down than that. I don't think that's really fair. Honestly, he's earned it. Hmm? Yeah. Those guys. Plus, those guys all all need to fight each other. There's a bunch of interesting fights in that range, with especially with Jose. Now looking pretty good again, which is tight. I love it, dude. Uh, featured prelim for this upcoming weekend, Rosenstroik versus Sakai. We have Francisco Trinaldo versus Muslim Salikov. couple just gangster vets that love to bang. Salikov's a little bit more of a counter-striker. Trinaldo's a in-your-face, throw-bombs yeah, he's going to swing them things. He's swinging, bro. bro. I love seeing it. Bro, he's coming to kill you. Plus, he's, he's crazy. He's an older guy. He's a veteran. He's 42. Doesn't he have like two or three wins in a row right now, too? Like, I think he might be coming off a loss. Let me see here. I thought he was. No, he's definitely coming off a loss. No, it's, it's two wins in a row. Before that, it was three losses. In a row. Yeah, okay, gotcha. It's two in a row. Or no, three. No, I had that wrong. So yeah. he knocked out Jai Herbert, yeah. which you mentioned. Uh, beat John McDessie, which John McDessie is a very good win. Beat Bobby Green, who's been very looking pretty good. Also a very good win. So Before that, lost to her, that crazy decision to Hernandez, where he easily could have won. Yeah. And it was actually unanimous for Hernandez, but I thought he won. Yeah. 
So Francisco's been looking pretty good, even though yeah. he's getting up there. And so he's a banger. So it's a great fight. And uh, I'm always excited to watch that dude fight. No doubt. Uh, the other side of that fight, Muslim Solikov is coming in off of three in a row again? Nope, four. four. So Ricky Rainey, Nordin Taleb, Staropoli, who's also fighting on this, and then Aleski, uh, Zaleski Dos Santos, which was a split decision win. I think I remember him pretty clearly winning that. But a dude that comes in and trying to stop people, he's got 12 KOTKO wins, two subs of his 17 dubs. Trinaldo's got nine and five, respectively, from his 26 wins. That's surprising to me, actually, a little bit. Yeah. That he has as many decisions as he does. Seems like he would stop people more often. Man. Yeah. Interesting uh, to note also in this that Trinaldo's fighting his first fight at 170 pounds. Oh. Uh, he's been at 155 his whole career. And Salikov is a big old boy at 170 pounds. So Could be definitely rough. one to watch. Our three bets. We have Kirk at plus 210 over Amir Khani. Uh, like the volume game of Kirk. And I like the fact that Amir Khani gasses, and then we've got plus 210. So that's a pretty easy one. Uh, we like Sakai at plus 110 over Rosenstrike. It's basically a pick em fight anyways. Sakai, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm fully sold on this one, but I, I feel pretty good about it. Here's the thing. And plus like, money. Rosenstrike hasn't really looked good in his last like two fights. I mean, besides the fact that he got his face punched off by Francis. Who was his last fight? It was against... Um, Oh, surreal gone. Oh, Where like Rosenstrike doesn't really throw, and like, but yeah, it's just, but like when he does, he's an excellent counter striker. Yeah, he I drops mean, he hits hard enough to kill anybody. But. Sakai is really more crisp than he looks. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. he strikes man. He's real sharp. Mm-hmm. He's real technical, and so uh, I like Sakai in this fight for yeah, that reason. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But oh, sorry to cut you off. I was just gonna say Rosenstrike can hurt him for sure, but I like Sakai. Yeah. yeah. So dog money. We, we don't hit it. We don't hit it. Uh, last but not least, we like Marcin Tybura at minus 170 over Walt Harris. Jetta's favorite fighter. Jetta's favorite fighter, Walt Harris. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. He's a super we'll cool guy. We'll save the slander. And he's a super good athlete. I I just don't like watching him fight all that much. I'm not going to lie. We appreciate you. I, there's been times that he's been fun. I'll give him that. <laughs> that's that's true. First fight on the main card, we have Tom Breeze, who it seems like he's been in the UFC Forever. for 25 years, and yet he's still only 29 Jesus and has only fought 15 times as wow. bananas. He's coming in off a submission loss to Omari Alkmedov. Um, before that, beat KB Bular, lost to Brendan Allen, beat Dan Kelly, lost to Sean Strickland, beat Keita Nakamura. So kind of up and down career in general for a guy that was once thought to be the next big thing sort of you think he started at 10 and 0 yep 10 and 0 um they've wanted a a big english champ he he came in and stopped guys in two of his first three fights in the ufc Um, and then like i said since then has been kind of wayward trying to i think he switched camps a few times um but at 29 you know he's still got plenty left in him i'm very interested to see how this bout goes with antonio arroyo uh he's coming in at nine and four uh, stopper from Brazil, four wins by KOTKO, four submissions, has lost two in a row, uh, lost to Andre Muniz, no shame there, uh, lost to Duran win in what was, I'm pretty sure, an extremely boring fight. I think oh, yeah. Duran just kind of held like, down. Wasn't that like a catchweight at 195? I don't remember that fight. They both looked terrible. 
It might have been. Yeah, dude, if I was not great, because Deron Wynn would only spam takedowns. That's kind of what Deron Wynn does, TBH. Yeah. Love you. He's, not, uh, he's, not he, he's been more exciting lately. Um, so I, I'm always excited to see Tom Breeze. I think he still is a guy that is talented enough to make a run to the title. He's huge. He hits super hard. His jiu-jitsu is really good. Um, I don't know. What do you guys do? Is there any strong feelings popping up about either of these guys? I mean, I don't really know what to think about Arroyo having been stopped twice already. Yeah, a guy who hits like Breeze Arroyo's kind of in some trouble, but he appears to be a finisher too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It, it's like kind of weird that Tom can't like put it all together for whatever reason. It is weird. He's not the type of person you would expect that from. Mm-hmm. At least not like if you look at his pedigree in terms of his skills. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a dude that's so... Um, like he just fights intelligently, but you, I don't know, you wouldn't see him losing the way that he loses. But I mean, Sean Strickland's really good. Yeah. Brandon Allen's pretty good too, man. And Akhmedov's been around forever. So those aren't like terrible he's losses. He's a bull when he fucking takes you down and strangles you. Yeah. yeah. It's not like his losses are like really bad losses. No. Like you said, expectations were higher for him. It'll be nice to see him put it, see if he can get it put all together. Yeah. So definitely something to watch out for in that first fight on the main card. Uh, next up, we have Dusko Todorovic taking on a man that we uh, got to see in person not too long ago, Gregory Robocop Rodriguez, as he won by knockout in the main event of LFA, whatever number it was, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, yep. which was honestly a really sick knockout and a really fun card in general. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Super good time. So, like we said, uh, Robocop's coming in off that KO win over Josh Fremd, who was molten magma hot coming into that fight, as was he, to be fair, to some degree. One is for fight before that versus some guy I don't know named Al Mataveo via KO. Was KO'd himself by Jordan Williams, who's now in the UFC. Um, before that, fought a bunch of people I've never heard of. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know any of those other people. Uh, Todorovic, 10-1, six wins by KOTKO, three by sub, lost his last fight to, how do you say this dude's name? It's Coconut Bombs. <laughs> Punelli Soriano? Is that how you say his first name? Sure. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the motherfucker hits Yeah, it's so Coconut hard. Bombs. Uh, he, he got knocked out, which happens. Um, and before that, won his, looks like his debut against Daquan Townsend via TKO. Yeah, he was really dominant in that fight, yeah, actually. He looked, he looked really super good. good. I remember this guy. I yep. forgot he slept Michelle uh, Pajero. He did. Yeah, which is crazy. Outside the UFC, in Serbia. Fun times. Yeah, that's where oh, he's Serbian. from, right? He's yeah. Serbian? Yeah, yeah, he's Serbian. So, yeah, 10 and 1, his one loss coming in his last fight. Um, let me get the odds for you there. I think Robocop's just a slight underdog, which is pretty good for a guy coming and making his debut, having fought very recently, though, as we said. Didn't take a whole lot of damage. Mm. Um, I don't know. Anything standing out? I think it's a tough fight for Robocop on the feet. Yeah. Dusko, he, he moves a lot. He's savvy. He's smart. He's he's real sharp, man. He's mm-hmm. going to be tough to catch. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can tell you for sure, after seeing it live, I believe in Robocop's power. Holy. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that was crazy. He hurt him really, really, really bad before he knocked him out, and then he absolutely flatlined him. Yeah, it was. It was like a heavyweight knockout. Yeah, it was. Where the guy just doesn't even know where he is. It was a good shot that he landed on Fremd. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to probably kind of look to do the same thing. Todorovic is built sort of similar to Fremd. He's kind of talking. He's 6'3". Let me see here. 
Oh, it says he's only 6'1". I feel like he looks big and long. Well, in the tradition of many Brazilian fighters, he's a guy who has big jiu-jitsu and is Biggest. working on his striking mm-hmm. as he goes. Yeah. Uh, and seems to have quite a punch on him. And so as his striking improves, he just becomes a more and more terrifying fight. And so does he have the striking to get Dusko out of there? I don't know because he's pretty sharp. Yeah, I'm not very sharp. He's definitely a hitter. And he basically coming off of not getting touched. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. So that's a fun one, too. Um, you may have some may have some luck betting the underdog there. Possibly. Robocop. I don't hate it. Plus 125. Dusko deserves to be the favorite. But I would say so. It's, yeah. not a, it's not an easy fight by any means. No. no. Uh, next up, we have Santiago Ponzinibbio, uh, who lost his last fight against the Leech Jing Leon. Li Jing Leon. They started switching their names on, uh, on, on the Sherdog. Sure That's extra confusing. Thanks, Sherdog. Um, before that was obviously on quite a roll, uh, winning via KO over Neil Magny. Decision Mike Perry KO'd Gunnar Nelson. Who that is a name we have not seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny. then I, I, th- no, I, don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll do a deep dive. And he's fighting undefeated, relative newcomer to the UFC, Miguel. <laughs> Caramel Thunder Baeza. The best nickname. It's excellent. So huge, huge step up for Baeza, obviously, um, and probably the right matchup for Ponzinibbio. Didn't look very good in his last performance off of a really large layoff. Let's see, what was that? Like almost two years? November uh, November 2018 to January 2021. Oh, it was even longer than I thought. Woof. Um, That said, has looked really good in the UFC so far. That is Baeza. Uh, won his debut via leg kick and elbows over Hector Aldana, who's since been cut. Uh, Matt Brown, TKO'd him. Was that on short notice? How did he get Matt Brown in that fight? I think it was short notice. Yeah, I think it was short notice, too. And Matt Brown was just like, sure. Fuck yeah, yeah I'll do it. <laughs> Matt Brown will fight anybody. Dude. Matt Brown should, change, should do that differently, maybe. Zero bitch in Matt Brown, dude. This is true. Um, and then after that submitted, I believe after knocking down Takashi Soto. Six nine. He's a hitter. Takashi 6'9". Uh, so we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. It's it's a tough fight to pick because it's if, if Ponzinibbio is at his best, he can beat just about anybody in that division. Um, but he hasn't been at his best for like three years. So I don't know what to expect versus this other guy that's new and young and he's starching people. So I, I'm interested in the matchup. Ryan, are you leaning one way? Bro, it's basically a pick for me. Because yeah, it it's like, is. I imagine Ponzinibbio will be better having a second, you know, fight camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just actually you know, actively getting back in the swing of things. And the fact that he has 30 plus fights compared to Baeza's like 10. And it'll be by far the toughest opponent Baeza's had. So, but also, Ponzinibbio is getting older. He does have a lot of damage on him. And like injuries take away from him. Yeah. So... I don't know. I really don't know who's going to win. I got, it'll probably be literally, as they're getting locked in there, I'll make a prediction. But I, I just don't feel strongly one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, to your point, Baeza coming in at minus 120, Ponza even money. Yeah, you know, I like Ponza just based upon experience, but that's not always the end-all be-all, right? Uh, especially when you're fighting a young, dangerous guy. It's just he was at the top of the division. Before he had to take his time off, man. Yep. Like he was one of the scariest guys around at, at 170. So 
it's unfortunate to see that he wasn't in good form in his last performance. And this fight will show whether or not he can get back to that level. Uh, if he can't in this fight, if he doesn't look, you know, of his previous form, I'll think that the time off and the health problems that he was dealing with have taken some off of him. Yeah, still only 34 years old, should have a lot in the tank, but you never know. The body, he has a lot of fights. Yeah, and he's got a lot of fights, and like I said, his, his he's dealing with some bad. really serious health problems. Yeah, man. he was he wasn't even sure if he was going to be able to fight again. Yeah, so. tough, tough. Uh, we'll look forward to that fight. Look forward to hopefully a better performance in a win or a loss from Ponzinibbio. Yeah. You never want to see a guy go out like that. It's yeah. not, it's not great. It's not that there's a whole lot of graceful exits from MMA. Period. Uh, but not. By injury, yeah, you never want to see a guy who was close to the top like yeah. get injured and never realize their be, potential. Yeah, exactly, and be sick, and then just never get back to where they yeah. were. It sucks. That's tough, man. Next up, we have Roman, and I just realized what his nickname was: the Caucasian. The Caucasian, amazing. Delidzi, uh, which I assume is not actually meant to mean a white person. I think it's from because he's from the Caucasus. He's from Georgia. Yeah, so I believe he's literally Caucasian. He's literally from Caucasian. The Mountains. Bro, he's built like a fucking superhero. So this guy's fought as high as 205 pounds. This fight is at middleweight, 185 pounds. Uh, Staropoli has never fought above welterweight. So that's interesting. Um, Loriano Staropoli is fun. Uh, I think he missed weight in his last fight, and that's why they're pushing it up to 185. So maybe he'll come in just looking huge. Who knows? Um, but did lose a decision in his last fight to Tim Means, and before that, lost to Solikov. So no real shame in those two losses. Before that, had looked pretty good in the UFC, winning his debut against... This guy also fought Eldan on his first fight? And this Damn. dude was just a sacrificial lamb. Uh, and Tiago Alves, not a bad name there, uh, in his UFC tenure... In 2007. <laughs> this is a while ago, let's see. 2019. What does Tiago Alves been up to? I mean, take a short detour. Losing mostly, in yeah, pretty history. much. He beat Max Griffin. Boy, he was fighting a lot for a minute there, just losing most of them. Yeah, yeah. He, bro, he was dangerous for a long time. The fall of Tiago Alves actually hurt my heart. You steep, you steep. Uh, so yeah, n- not bad losses like we mentioned. Uh, Salikov's a stud. Tim Means is kind of back on a little bit of a run himself, which has been cool to see. Um, the size difference is marked. Uh, that said, I haven't been overly impressed with Delize. I, I do think that he's super game, but some, he's one of those guys that's maybe a little more game than he should be based on his actual skill set. Mm. Well, if you know what I mean. That is dangerous against an opponent who's going to naturally be a lot bigger. Like, no, that's I'm talking about Delize. Oh, okay. Starapoli's. Sarapoli is just like a good striker, I feel like. I don't, I don't. There's nothing that really stands out that much about Okay. Well, I mean. They're both pretty game. It sounds like we're going to get a, an exciting fight I in think the middle so. of the octagon. Yeah, okay. I think so. I'm okay with that. Give me the bigger dude, then. That's sort of how I feel about yeah. it, too. I feel like DJ is just a horse, and he'll probably land something super heavy because he definitely swings them things. Yeah, I, I'm with it, dude. Yeah, this, could, this actually has... Man, it didn't really occur to me until this moment. This actually sort of has like Fight of the Night written all over it. But it'll be sloppy. Cool. Fuck it. Good. I'm with it. Good. 
want to see somebody get decapitated. Next up, speaking of sloppy, (laughs) Mm. that's rude as shit. I committed to not making fun of fighters on this podcast, and I mostly don't. Walt Harris is a little sloppy sometimes. He's also hits really hard. Listen, I was I felt like I was pretty diplomatic to Walt earlier. So I I'm gonna stand by my comments. Listen, Walt Harris does have a one hundred percent KO ratio. Yeah, dude, he's super explosive. That's pretty yeah, tight. He's big super that athletic. Dog? Yeah, they don't call his ass the big ticket for no reason. He almost has a one hundred percent KO loss percentage. Exactly. Also. I said it off air, I'll say it on air. Listen, do I want Walt Harris on my side in a bar fight? You betcha, bro. Fair but point. like are there a lot of like guys in the UFC I'm picking Walt Harris over? I mean, unfortunately, no. It'd be like that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he has fought pretty good competition. Yeah. Uh, beat Chase Sherman, beat Cyril Asker, uh, lost to Verdum in that like super short notice fight. Wow. It's for uh, Was DQ'd against Mark Godbeer in a fight he was winning. Yeah. Legal head kick. Uh, knocked out Daniel Spitz. That looks decent now. Um, what happened in the Arlovsky fight that was I don't know. made a no contest? I don't remember that. Yeah, me neither. Groin shot or an eye poke or something, probably. Probably. Or somebody smoked weed. Um, yeah, that too. S- knocked out Spivak. Knocked out Olenek. Those are like not terrible names. No, those aren't bad knockouts. And then was knocked out by Overeem. And yeah, if he should have knocked. He should have finished Overeem. Punched his fucking head off in that first round. Mm-hmm. He did. He got tired. He did. Uh, Tybura, on the other hand, coming in at 21 and 6 on a four fight win streak. Uh, decision went over Spivak. Uh, decision win over Maxim Grishin. Decision win over Ben Rothwell and knocking out Gregory Hardy. That's a cool win. That's a cool win. It's a good win, honestly. This fight's kind of a pick 'em. We like Tybura as the favorite. Um,. It seems to me that he just has more ways to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, if, and if it gets out of the first round, which at least as of late, Tiber has been getting out of the first round fairly easily. I think he's probably got the tools to get it done. And he's not cardio. hes not easy to knock out, man. No. Eric Lewis was hammering on him for a long time before he got it done. And so Walt Harris, you know, he could knock him out, but I just don't see it happening. I see it getting longer and turning into cardio and clinch grindiness. Yeah, and I definitely think Marcin gets it done in uh, that scenario. Yeah, I think I agree. So this I'm trying to think of a way. I think Walter's wins. Cool, because if Walt can catch him, yeah, Walter's that big ass fucking right hand and just clips people. And he's like his hands are lightning fast too. So I yeah, mean, dude, he's super athletic. He's super, and he's athletic. real strong. Like Walt is where he is for a reason. He's very, very devastating if he hits you. Yeah, that's like a, that's literally his only way to win is to catch him early with yeah, some. But thank you. Like he's not, he's not as well rounded as some of the other fighters Ew. in the division. Ew. And plus, like his cardio, like his his cardio is not great because he's so explosive. Yeah, yeah so. probably. In the main event, Jorginho Biggie Boy, Rosenstrike. What happened in his last fight? Oh, uh, yeah, he got a decision he, by Cyril Gain. He got his ass whooped. He did. Got Call pieced up. Cyril Gain's a problem. Uh, before that, knocked out JDS, was knocked out by Francis Ngannou, knocked out Overeem, knocked out Arlovsky, knocked out Alan Crowder, knocked out Junior Albini. Wow, he was really knocking out everybody. Bro, he was sleeping everybody. He knocked out Alan Crowder with a jab. My like, goodness. What, like 15 seconds in? Yeah, it was bad. Augusto Sakai also coming off a loss via TKO and one-sided as hell five round fight um, against Alistair Overeem 
That was Overeem looked so good in that fight. He did. He really did. Um, won a split decision over Blagoy Ivanov. I, I don't remember thinking that should have been split. I thought it was pretty confident. Um, Blagoy's tough, man. He is. He just doesn't go away. Exactly. Um, knocked out Tybura, as aforementioned. Uh, split decision went over Arlovsky. Knocked out Chase Sherman. And then in his, his was it? Contender, yep. series. Contender Series fight, uh, won via TKO over Marcus Conrado Jr. Um, how does Rosenstrike win this fight, Jetta? Viciously. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. But more specifically, um, trying to set up like his left hand, his left hook with like kicks. Jerzino's pretty diligent about kicking the legs when he's at distance to try to prod somebody into doing something. And he can be pretty sharp at that distance, but mm-hmm. he's definitely looking to come over the top of something with that left hand. Mm-hmm. And so anything lazy from Augusto puts him in danger. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, Ryan, how does Augusto Zakai win this fight? I mean, he's going to have. He's in like a tricky situation because he's going to have to bring the fight to Rosenstrike because, as you've seen, Rosenstrike's not going to lead a dance. Um, and he's going to have to be active. He's going to have to stick and move. He's got, it's hard because. Cyril Gaon had the best game plan so far when it comes to dealing with uh, Rosenstreich. Mm-hmm. Uh, landing combinations, getting out. Obviously, Sakai's not going to have the footwork, but he is pretty athletic, and he has shown very, very smooth footwork. So, I mean, he's going to have to pick his moments. He's going to have to land combinations, and he's going to have to be defensively sound, yeah. uh, exiting any and all exchanges because uh, Rosenstreich hits so goddamn hard, and he is a great counter-striker still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tend to agree. I uh, I feel like I'm just because he's got 25 minutes to do it. I feel like Rosenstrikes were gonna find that moment and hurt him. Just you know, I, I, we saw the one thing that makes me think maybe if that if he does get hurt at some point, Sakai can survive is the Overeem fight because Sakai took a vicious beating in that fight and and did keep coming back yeah. um, until he just straight up couldn't anymore. Um, so. I, I think that in 25 minutes, there's probably a time that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, Rose Strike's going to land something big. Um, and the question for me is, like, if Sakai can survive that, can he win a decision? I think Sakai's best bet is to win this fight by decision yeah. and just not get put away in that moment where he's inevitably probably going to get hurt. Rose Strike's just not active enough to really win a five-round decision. No, no I, th- I think I see Augusto overwhelming him for most of the fight. I mean, he's... To me, the smoother of the two strikers, he's the more technical. Like, he's the guy that I would expect to pick his opponent apart at range mm-hmm. the most successfully. And, I mean, honestly, the fight is going to look very similar to when Rosenstrike fought uh, Alistair Overeem himself. Yeah. I think that he's going to get picked at for most of the fight, but he's going to have to find big shots to take those rounds or to end the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think what's been interesting about Rosenstrike is how consistently he's followed that game plan. Like, no matter what. I mean, and I guess because it worked with such overwhelming success early on, it's kind of hard to argue with it. Um, I, I ju- it just makes me wonder, like, can he do anything else? You know what I mean? Like, can he only count? Like, is his cardio horrible? Is, his, is that just what he wants to do? Like, why is he the way he is? Why is he so insistent on always counter-striking. It just seems like that's what he's most comfortable doing at the very least. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You don't. You just really don't see him aggress that much. It's just mm-hmm. not his thing. We'll have to go back and watch his uh, kickboxing fights. 
Yeah, I'd be interested. He had a bunch. Yeah, like 78. That's crazy. Oh, well, there's plenty of evidence for film study there. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I haven't watched any of them. Mm-mm. It'd be interesting to to look back at. Because he, de- like, he, it's weird. He is technical in, like, a strange way. It's yeah. just a very Jarzinho, Rosenstreich kind of way. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. low output. Yeah, so it's not that he's, like, not technical. I just think I see smoother offense from yeah. uh, Augusto. From Jarzinho, it's just like, He's just always looking for the right shot. Yeah, it right. seems to be like all timing. To to quote Daniel Cormier, he's in there taking pictures. As mm-hmm. he likes to say. Taking pictures. And I feel like for him, he's totally fine with losing the fight on getting like outpointed while waiting for that good shot. Yeah. Well, he's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And I mean, it know, hasn't really happened. Well, I mean, when has that happened? When you're, capa- it looks like it's going to happen all the time. When you're capable, gone. when you're capable of finding the shot at four minutes and fifty eight seconds of the final round so of the fight, that. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fight wasn't even remotely. It split close. his fucking lip, dude. She was disgusting. It was terrible. So right now we got Rosen strike at number six, and Augusto Sakai coming in at number nine. Um... I don't know. I'm looking through these rankings right now and trying to see what would be interesting. I guess if Sakai were to win. Give him bulk off. Yeah. I don't hate that. Um, Curtis Blades. It's four. Rosenstrike fight Curtis Blades, yeah? I don't think no. so. I like it's that. Fun. Well, I kind of like that. I like that from a rankings perspective and like a fighter perspective. I don't like it for Curtis. I don't like giving him another power puncher who's just like devastating. <laughs> I mean, who isn't, though? <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Curtis is high enough now to where, like, running into devastating power punches is just It's just fate. all of them. It, there's no the whole, that comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah the whole top ten will put you out with one shot. It's just unfortunate for Curtis. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's tons of options here. A lot of these guys haven't fought each other yet. So it will be interesting to see who wins and how they do it. I assume Sakai's probably going to need a, some time off either way. Yeah. Um, Rules and Strike could come out fresh as a daisy. Who knows? He usually does. He definitely usually does. Zero Gone kind of beast him up a little bit. Yes, he did. Yes, he That's the future champ, did. Though. You think so? Fuck yeah. Oh, him and Francis used to spar all the time. That's a tough fight for Francis. Zero Gone's got the skills, but Francis can knock anybody's head off. So Freely. Yeah, I definitely really like. That's a great fight, honestly. I like it a lot. Super, super I don't think we're too far away from it, man. I'm sorry, so, Stipe. I think uh, Cyril Gaunt probably got to win one more, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's see. Could, let's match up Cyril Gaunt real fast. We're going to be in. We're 50 minutes. Him versus Volkov. Him versus Volkov's fun. His, he, he hasn't fought Curtis Blades. No. I don't want that. Doesn't that seem like the most fair fight of those fights? For both guys? What's uh, Gaunt ranked? Three. And Curtis? Four. I guess. Who's above uh, Gon? Derek and Stipe. Derek and Stipe, that's it. Yeah, well, I guess there's not really anyone else for. for it's kind of it, right? <laughs> yeah. kinda, Where's Volkov? Kind of matches at? itself up. Uh, Fine. You could make Volkov, too. Yeah, I would, Volkov would be a I would prefer to see him versus Volkov. Yeah, that's more fun. And But, I mean, you know, him versus Curtis is a good fight. It's yeah. not a fight I want to see, but it's. it's It'll tell fight. us a lot about Gon. Exactly. How, yeah. Well, well, he truly is. We'll see how good his wrestling defense yeah. is. Yeah, the the reason I think I'd be more excited for him and Curtis Blades is I feel like you're actually more likely to get a finish. Because I think him and I think him and Volkov probably looks kind of like him and Rosenstrike. 
That's fair. You know what I mean? Volkov's a little more aggressive and obviously bigger than Rosenstroke. But huge, dude. dude. He's so big. <laughs> I saw him fight in person. It was weird. <laughs> he was so much taller than the cage. <laughs> I was like, he's going to get his head pushed up against her and break his neck. He's huge, dude. It's crazy. Like a praying mantis you know what's dog. crazy? He's kind of jacked, though. You know what's crazy? Stefan Struve is three inches taller than him. Yeah. He didn't have an ounce of muscle mass on him, though. Volkov is jacked. Yeah, he is pretty diced. I bet. Vol- Vol- does Volkov weigh at 265? Probably, though. I think he's a bit under. He's like 250-ish or something like that. Really? Yeah, I think he's he, huge. I think he weighs in under the, the limit. That's a little... Uh, what weight is Volkov? Wait, 264. Oh, okay. So he is closer to the limit. I thought he was further underneath it than that. Got to go. go. I miss when Alistair Oh, yeah, 264. Used. He's cutting weight. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's fucking giant, well, dude. He's 6'7. And pretty jacked. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I mean, that's probably it. Yeah. We, we could talk about, we got, we're at 53. We could talk about one more of the undercard fights. Give him a little freebie. I'm down for that. Should we talk about friend of the podcast? Oh, you mean the Moroccan devil? Where is he? There he is. Friend of the podcast, uses the law, taking on the tallest featherweight of all time, Sean Woodson. Motherfucker's like seven foot. <laughs> He's seven foot one, fighting 145 pounds. <laughs> that is very tall. Yeah. It's crazy. Very, very tall. It's crazy. Uh, must, kind of a must win. Has Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's so young that it probably won't matter either way. But it, he, he's got a. I just think Yusuf. Yusuf's ceiling is so high that if he can't quite figure, I mean, he doesn't have to right. He's twenty four years old. Yeah, that's young man. It's crazy. He's been fighting since he was nineteen or something like that. Yeah, like he's and he's in the UFC and he should be. That's insane. So a guy like that is his ceiling is just absurdly high. So it's like I I don't really I don't know man. He's got such a good team around him that I would hesitate to be like this is what you should do from some fucking dipshit in Nebraska, uh, you know. But I don't know. It's not that I want to see him fight less, but I kind of want to see him fight less, or at least I, I start see full camps. yeah at least start having having full. And I know he says that he likes. Short notice fight. This one's not for short notice, right? He had he had a camp for this. I think so, or at least somewhat. He like likes the short week. notice fights. Huh? He says that he does, but like, why? how could you? Yeah, I guess that's why. I think he just likes the challenge of it and the like spontaneity of it a little bit. Like you that. can't overthink shit. Want to step into the fire? Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think ultimately, and this is something we talked about before. I, I kind of think he'd be better at 135 pounds, but he's five. He's five ten. Yeah, he's a legit five ten dude. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah, get uh, not as tall as this tough. fucking guy. Six two. That's too big. Hey man, you're too big. Um, seven and one is his opponent, Sean Woodson. Lost his last fight. The other dude turns out a glory. Uh, yeah, Six that's two. really weird that they would. Be oh, that, that is weird. They like cross train. Yeah, dude, it's like their sister gym is what they call it. Like, yeah, because James cross trains at a Factory X, Factory X all X, the yeah. time. Bad Interesting. Beer. Yeah, that can't happen frequently. Um. Okay. Well, so it's an interesting like- fight either way. Woodson's twenty eight, so he's he's pretty young in his career as well. Only seven and one. They probably know each other pretty well. I'm though. sure they know each other. Yeah. He got his neck snatched up by Julian Arosa. Julian Arosa's kind of good. 
Yeah, it's just his chin. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's literally fair. it. Yusuf like lost his last two, both via decision. Uh, Ilya Tapuria, Rest, that dude rascal. looked good as hell. Yeah. Uh, he's getting he's good. And then Sungwoo Choi looked pretty good too. He's so. enormous too. Sungwoo Choi? Yeah, dude's yeah, he's enormous. Huge. I think Tapuria is not small. Oh, it says he's five eight. He's kind of small. Ten and oh. This is oh yeah, Spanish and twenty four also. Why is Hard. everyone so young, bro? I don't know. You didn't really used to see guys even make it to the UFC until they were like thirty, but that was when people didn't start doing MMA until they were twenty four. Also true. So. And it was also when if you lost two fights, you get cut. Ultimately, it'll be a lot better for the sport. The good old days. You know what I mean? Then you Guys win. getting in there younger. Yeah, and then you win 15 fights outside of the UFC, and then they give you a one-fight contract. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> for a title shot. Yeah. Now you can win four fights and make it to the UFC straight up. And kick someone's ass. <laughs> it's been there for a while. Well, I think I like it more that way anyway. Especially it's better. They've got a LFA, too, which they kind of use for development and yeah. the Contender Series. I think it's better to like grow the fighters over time in, instead of just like throwing them directly into... like. What would be yeah. like? I don't know, like two steps from the top, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's um, fight somebody like Matt Hughes in your second fight. Yeah. Good Fuck. luck. That's insane. But yeah, I mean, it's just there's just I mean, just just show it shows that this sport is growing pretty quickly, yeah. which is cool. Like that, there's young dudes and there's that are good as hell, and they've only had you know this guy's got eight fights pretty crazy okay well it's probably a wrap for the week yeah, it was a short one this week do we get fucking izzy next week yeah. we'll get, next week is gonna be like a double episode probably, are, we, so. are we also gonna talk about the youtubers versus tiktokers boxing event next week <gasps> oh, yeah. this has been the MMA show thing <laughs> bye love you bye <laughs>